You're listening to It's Real Life Podcast. Real hope. Real love. Real Real life. I read something earlier this week on vulnerability from an article from Psychology Today. And here's the statement. And the more you've come to depend on your partner's validation or however unwittingly given them the authority to determine the worthiness of your wants and needs, the most acceptable you'll be to their reactions. That's why in intimate relationships, it takes so much courage to be open and honest because I'm really not open and honest and authentic when I'm trying to be who you think, who I think you think you want me to be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that is the, the trap that we fall into. That's the catch 22. You talked about, about pain and, and we're not really hiding. We don't want to hurt. Right. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like for people? Yes, but I've got to go back to my building blocks. Okay. physiologically, we don't hurt the same way. Some people are more sensitive to physical and emotional pain. We're not all equally sensitive. If you go to a nursery and you look at babies crying, they don't cry the same way, the same intensity, the same length. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been taught anything. They're just responding to their environments. Physiologically, we are different beyond our maleness and our femaleness. So we got 10 males and we've got 10 physiologically different men. We then have those men who who develop and evolve with a personality. And that personality is shaped by their environment so that if you're sensitive and your environment says, don't be sensitive, You try to change it. You try to be what your environment says is okay to be. So as we move along, we are learning narratives and scripts about how we get hurt and how we get love. And depending on the script that we're receiving, we're either learning it's okay to be the way I am and still be loved, or we're learning just the opposite. There's something wrong with me the way I am. And I need to therefore change. And we change to be loved and not hurt. And that's the sequence. And then we play that pattern out because it gets reinforced. If I'm a little too assertive as a woman and someone at the board meeting tells me, you know, you really talked more than the chairman did today. You might want to you might want to talk a little less at the next meeting. That hurts. Ouch. Stings. And I don't want to be outstung, so I'm going to change my assertiveness in the board meeting, even though I have a brilliant idea that I want to share. Or the man says, baby, I, my, my day sucked. Can, I, can you just sit on the sofa and hold me? I just need to be loved. I need to be reminded that even though I had a sucky day at work, you love me just the way I am. But if that kind of sensitivity was diminished, dismissed, criticized, no way am I going to allow that kind of vulnerability to show, even though that's what I need desperately. That's the manifestations of, so therefore, I will not be close because I don't want to hurt. Yeah. 
So I'll just I'll just stay in my little cocoon and hide. I was thinking, as you were saying, that it's like every point that you're making, I'm looking at scenarios in my own life or the lives of my friends and family where these things are, are manifested in the way that you're explaining them. And one of the things that I was thinking about, it was a scenario where someone basically sabotaged or self-sabotaged based on that reality of not wanting to be hurt or the fear that more hurt was on the way when maybe that wasn't necessarily the case. Maybe it was an interpretation or misinterpretation, but it was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to prevent that or it's going to be tough to work through this. You know, and I don't have the energy or the bandwidth. So let me end this. Let me sabotage it. Let me kill it. That way I don't have to experience that. Mm -hmm. That's just a defense mechanism. Absolutely. Protection, self protection. If I can wear out the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, they didn't have loincloths until sin showed up. They weren't worried about cellulite. They weren't worried about love hands. They weren't worried about stretch marks. They weren't worried about all of those things that we believe we've got to cover up and hide because they felt fully loved and accepted just the way they were. And until sin entered the picture, that's how they rolled. When I really know who I am and that I am fully loved in the image of God, by God, I choose differently. When I choose differently, I have different results. But how many people can you point to who fully get that, embrace it, hold on to it, and make choices from that perspective. But that is the end of the story because we still choose based upon our own brokenness and our woundedness and our shame and our not knowing who we are, loved by God and created in his image, different, not supposed to be the same, but okay, just the way God made us. Mm. See, I'm gonna cry right there. I'm just, I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> But well, listen, go ahead and, and do what you do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk while you cry. I noticed Chris did say he was gonna cry. I know listen, no, I felt it. I felt it. I know you follow. You see what I'm saying? See, see that's a that's a cute little snippet. Yeah. She could say on live podcast, "I feel like crying." I could pull it out of you, but you wouldn't just offer it up. Mm. Because socialization is real. Yeah. Till we can get past that, we're stuck in our own web that we created. And society's taught us how to do it. But we have the autonomy as adults to, to weave a different web. That's amazing. Deborah and I were having a conversation in another episode about how we appreciate differences and other people and not seeing those differences as necessarily barriers, but maybe more like blessings to be discovered, right? And so that that part was really, when you said that, I was like, that was the first thing that came to mind. I said, wow, therein lies the key to connectivity, I think, and being able to appreciate the creativity of God. Yeah, and, and there's a whole school of psychology that talks about working through our childhood 
wounds and injuries with our adult friends and partners. Because as a child, we did not have the autonomy to work through those things the way we do as an adult. And so that person in your life may actually be the avenue that God presents for you to work through that and heal from it. But we don't often receive it that way. That's the end of the story, parentheses A. Mm. And when we give ourselves permission, we can heal and mend our relationship. Well, we've got to give ourselves permission and then we got to do the work because the work doesn't just happen. You got to roll up your yeah. sleeves and get after it. Okay. So somebody in the audience may be wondering why <laughs> in the world is she trying to cry? <laughs> you said when we align with who God created us to be, we choose differently. My aunt Pearl is who raised me after my mom died. And we still talk almost every week. She's 86. And she's told me a long time ago, she said, your picker is broke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now I get it. Right. I, I get it. Right. She was right. I mean, she told me, she's like, baby. Right. Just, just stop. <laughs> Most pickers of people are broken. Yeah. Because we don't go back to our roots the way we need to. Yeah. Because even after doing some work, I realized that I've had instances where I still pick wrong. Pick wrong in the sense of not the person who works for who I am. Mm -hmm. Now that I know who I am. Say that again, please. Now that I know who I am, mm -hmm. the responsibility then rests on me to choose the person who fits with who I am. Damn. Not because they're nice to me. Mm -mm. Not because the conversation is good, but the fit is good. Yes. Yes. It's funny. I was thinking about this and I got a question because I saw a quote that I thought fit so well and I, I wanted to kind of share it. But um, it's so funny. Uh, Deborah, you and I were having a conversation uh, a while back about the difference between seed and ground mm -hmm. and we're talking about like certain seed that goes with certain ground mm -hmm. and i think we we're talking about like if you put corn seed and ground that's meant for wheat it'll grow but it won't grow to its fullest potential but if you put corn seed and ground that's meant for corn it's gonna blossom and grow exponentially and so just like you know you talked about the how things are fit well together and i was thinking about like wow uh, that's a great illustration of what we're struggling with is, is things are not fitting right. and, and really recognizing it. Hey, man, you know what? It's not that one person is, is a bad person or the other person is a bad person. It's just we just don't fit and recognizing that we don't fit. And I was thinking about this as well. Like when you look at men and women, when you look at, at, at visionaries and helpers or accomplishers, mm -hmm. right, and, and learning and, and understanding that that not every accomplisher is built for a particular vision. You got to find a vision that your skill set matches, right? Okay, you know what? Here's what I'm. Here's the way I'm wired. My set of experiences, my my acumen, all that fits a particular vision. And so you're looking for that visionary, and that visionary needs to be looking for. He knows the vision. He's got it. Okay, Lord, I understand it. I'm looking for the accomplisher that fits this. 
Oh. Right now, here's what's interesting because I saw this quote and I want to get y'all's feedback on it because it's it's been bubbling, and it said, "Growing feels like breaking at first. Keep going." And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa, start the presses. <laughs> Hold on." Right. So what I'm thinking about in the context of what we're talking about tonight, um, and I'm like, wow. So as we grow, as we grow into who we were originally supposed to be or back to who we're originally supposed to be, it's almost like we're breaking bones that didn't heal properly and resetting this pain associated with kind of getting, you know what I mean? Like the socialization, it's like, oh, my goodness, I've lived 40 years the wrong way. Right. And that's profound. If it, if it wasn't so much, I'd have you say it all over again. Because that was <laughs> so profound because that really is what it boils down to. And if we go back to the Bible in Genesis, he pulled Eve out of the side by breaking Adam open to create her. Mm-hmm. So it, it is like that all the time but we just resist because Abigail said ouch that hurt no that's why God let him sleep (laughs) he would have interfered with the process so so Chris that nails it so Mm -hmm. we have to be mindful of being willing to experience some pain to get to where God would have us to be and or to experience some aloneness rather than force ourselves in the ground that's not fertile enough for us to grow fully. My goodness. And that's the choice. Most people sell out, compromise, rather than experience loneliness longer than they want to. Mm. And therefore they end up in soil that they grow you know, but they're they're choked out, or they grow slowly, or they don't get enough sunshine, so their color's not. They grow, but not as fully as they would in good soil. And that that's the parable, the good soil. Let's take a break to tell you a little about Anchor. If you hadn't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to its real life. So this article, this is another thing that grabbed my attention and it helps me with this part of our conversation. When not willing to take the risk to speak up, to share your concern, your feelings, your thoughts, you then put yourself in the position of moving from frustration to anger to lashing out or over time, sink into a depression filled with feelings of hopelessness and despair because you never felt comfortable enough to voice your concerns to the other party. Mm-hmm. And when we're growing in soil that is not the right mix for who we are, 
we're putting ourselves in this kind of position to to be frustrated to even fall into a sense of hopelessness because we keep choosing over and over and over and over the wrong thing we keep landing in the wrong soil and that goes back to what you said at the beginning deborah and the nature of the relationship is irrelevant that could be parent child that could be a work environment that can be a, a, a romantic marriage partner. It, it doesn't matter the nature of the relationship. If I don't have my voice, which is in God's image, to speak the truth with grace, I'm going to eventually die one way or the other. And that is not about just male-female partnership. It's not. It's human beings relating to each other. And that's why people... In so many, I had a mother-daughter relationship today in counseling, and the little girl has not had her voice. And she's just been walking around just suffering because of the things she hasn't been comfortable saying to her mom that she needs to say. And the intimacy that they experienced today when we talked would have made both of you cry. Wow. <laughs> because that little girl found her voice to say to her mother, I've gotten mixed messages from you, mom. On one hand, you said I'm good and you love me and I'm growing the way you want me to. But on the other hand, mom, you have been critical. You have put down my ideas and my thoughts. And so I walk away confused, mom. I don't know if you accept me the way I am or not. And this little 16-year-old was able to say that to her mother today, and her mother could hear it. So that's freedom. I think that's a heartbeat, is to find ways to help people get free, mm -hmm. to break free of these shackles. And I, we talked about one of the barriers to vulnerability being socialization and the shackle of socialization, being able to help break people free of it. Right. right. And I think there's so much meat, so much, so much um, great insight and wisdom that has been shared that I think will be tools that people can use to break free men and women. And I think you couched it so well, Dr. Leatherman, in the sense that it is uh, irrespective of relationship, whether it's parent, child, it's sibling, it's coworker. It's what, whatever, romantic on various levels. I think that's powerful. It's human interconnection, yeah. right? Yes. And being able to navigate that. Yes. Man, that's so powerful. And, yeah. I, and I really believe that that really echoes the heartbeat of God, that we be yes. unified, that we be yes. connected in a meaningful way. Yes. That's a whole other conversation because the Trinity, the, the Holy Trinity is a reflection of that. And so when we can exist, coexist, interdepend, love fluidly that way, we are truly free. Wow. And until we get to that point, and one of the things I'll just throw this tip at it, I love to teach parents that when it comes full cycle and your children are speaking into your life, you can put a check in that box, job well done because it's not a one-sided parent teaching children learning. No, the fluidity of it is they have as much to contribute to you 
as you have and want to contribute to them, but you've got to be good soil. Socialization would say, I'm the parent, and God would say, but my son is my right hand in all that we did from the beginning. Wow. And that wow. is the goal. That is the goal. And that is the example. But if you don't know that, you can't live it. Right. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> my, my. I'm like my, done, my. man. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. This was really an engaging conversation. And there are so many aspects of it that I think we could continue to explore. Right. Because relationship, again, broadly, um, have so many nuances to it and so many places where it's impacted negatively. And if you don't know that you're not functioning in the true image that God created you within, you continue these cycles. And you don't find healing. You don't find wholeness. You don't find that. You don't even know to look for that right soil mix mm -hmm. that's for you. And so I think that this is going to bless a lot of people. Yeah. This is going to be eye-opening for a lot of people. I hope that this also sends a lot of people to therapy. Yes, yeah. because, because the, the first part of a chemistry, chemistry experiment is to define the problem. Yes. Yes. You have to start with what is the problem? And yes. I love it. Barriers are the problem. Yes. But the barriers are not where we often look first. Now I'm going to throw this out and then I'm truly done. But this applies to social unrest and racial conflict and distrust and anger and hatred. It's no different. Because if I can't accept that the other person is likewise created in God's image, even though they're very different than me, I will never be able to fully be vulnerable and transparent and authentic and ultimately close to them either. So on the broader, broader, broader scale, it's the same fundamental principles and their principles are not mine and their personalities are not mine and they have not been shaped in the same environment but the foundation is the same but if we don't know it we don't know it i tell you that yeah we're probably this is probably part a of a <laughs> multi-part conversation i think you know you you just <laughs> hit the nail on the head. That's going to be one of those to be continued dot, 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 because that part right there is so relevant and uh, reflective of the time that we're navigating currently and, and the revelation of it, the visibility of it, right? Being able to see things more clearly. I was thinking about that on that note, and I, I ain't going to unpack this too much, but, but just about the gift of being able to see it the stuff that has been hidden for so long, it is painful, right? To experience mm -hmm. it. I'm grateful that we can see it. Right. That it's not hidden, right. that the dust has been right. moved, removed. And so we can see it. It's painful to see, it's painful to experience, mm -hmm. painful to watch, mm -hmm. but we see it, right? And, it, and that's, that's a gift in my opinion. It is. Now what we do with it goes back to, right. What we said earlier, 
Now, what are you going to do with mm -hmm. it? You've defined it. You recognize it. Now what? What's the next step? And, and relationships one-on-one -on -one are a microcosm of the bigger picture. This is um, a good place to pause. I won't say stop because this, this conversation will continue <laughs> yes, because I think that there's more to be said about the pain that we experience in life and in particular as we grow into adults from childhood to adulthood. I think there's more to be said about being created in the, in the image of God and what that really looks like. I think there's still a lot to be said about socialization. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have some stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, <laughs> I want to say thank you, Dr. Verdi, for joining us again. We gave so many good tips and tools along the way. We're going to end our segment here. Thank you all for listening in. We appreciate our audience. We're growing. Please share. Hit us up on our Facebook page, It's Real Life Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram, It's Real Life Podcast. And uh, Chris, how can they find you? They can find me in both of those places. I know on Instagram, it's uh, underscore Lionheart, the Lionheart one underscore. So you can find me on Instagram. Unfortunately, I have one of the most common names there is. So it's it's just Chris Davis. But if you can find his real life podcast, you can you can connect with Chris Davis on Facebook too. Awesome. And you can find me on Instagram, Ask P3 Coaching, Coach D or Deborah F. Bell on Facebook. So until next time, real hope. Real love. Real, Real life. life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.